Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we've had a very hot week, and that's just the weather. Yeah, but tempers were flying after I had a crackdown and reclaimed me farm. Well, almost. Some things never change around here. Add to that, I think my life's overwhelmed with a single cliché. Yeah. Either way, you're all going to love me always perpendicularly packed show. More so when we take a look at those other crazy regular features and calls from around the world too. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nats Florida Island, we've had a very odd week. Well... That's other than our temporary mailman delivering all of our mail to just about every address other than ours. Yeah, personally, I think he knows the neighbourhood as well as the back of his, well, let's just say, head for now. Unless he's sitting on the information, of course. Yep, I reckon his previous mail route was in a different state or even country, come to think of it. Add to that, the downside is once our neighbours... I've got it, they're not handing it back. Oh no. Yep, they just think it's free stuff and they love that, yeah. <laughs> That's right, free, the buzzword of our age, isn't it? The worst part is oh, I've had a couple of books go missing too. Yeah, odd when half me neighbours are illiterate, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they just use them to start fires or something. Add to the drama of missing mail, which includes the wife's weekly half ton of non perishable edible items. I've been picking grape-sized ticks off me farm dog, young Clee's back. <laughs> He's the dog and deer tick equivalent of a local food bank. Yeah. <laughs> I think they latch on to him when he's chasing the rabbits. All I can say is they must have an extremely poor sense of smell. Yeah. After all, I can't get close than six feet to the poor old tick-infested flea bag without holding me nose or turning around and heading the other way. <laughs> Getting under his stinky skin would be a fate worse than death, I think, yeah. Nevertheless, whilst we're on the subject of irritating little parasites like ticks and fleas, me corrupt relative Skip Narrow has a rapidly shrinking wallet and a bad temper right now. Yep, I put the brakes on his fake alien conspiracy profit stream. Well, for now anyway. I've reclaimed the phony alien landing site and put it back into service. Yep. For me, fresh crop of greens. Yeah, they might take longer to return a profit, but they're far nice to look at and skip or his gobsmacked fee paying sightseers. <laughs> Add to that drama, the wife Elsie is still eating like a waste disposal. Yep, the commercial size version. Oh, oh dear. It's like having a, I suppose, like an anglerfish sitting in the sofa staring back at me. Yeah, all mouth with one eye on the latest prey. Far from a pretty sight, I can tell you. So that's where the cliche I mentioned comes into play. Yep, you can lead an horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Well, we've all heard it. Well, I've tried, but I seem to have the opposite problem. I lead her, 
But when we get there, she never stops drinking. Yep, soda that is. Regular diet, green, orange, blue, brown or clear. If it's sweet and fizzy, it's heading down her throat. <laughs> Whilst, of course, she's washing it down with fast food, naturally. Yep. And I'm trying to lead her away, not take her to it. Oh dear, well, the doctor has already told her to cut back on the endless eating. He's lucky, though. Yep, he dishes out the advice and then leaves me to it. <laughs> yep, I'm stuck here with the dishes and the problem, and it's just getting larger every week. Yep, that's the wife, not just the problem. <laughs> On the other hand, her best buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandy Washington or BB to Friends. Yep, another full-time, fully paid-up member of the Feed Me Too movement. Yep, she's engaged to skinny old Frank the Stuffer fan now. Yeah, he's a very happy man indeed and longs to feed up women who don't really need feeding at all for his pleasure. Oh dear, well, skinny old Frank might love to watch him eat, but now he spends half his life on the road. Yeah, fetching more food for the gorging gorgons in me living room. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, the old plumbing business is suffering with his continual absence, but on the other hand, the wife and her buddy are causing all kinds of issues with the plumbing around here. But mostly overloading my septic tank. Believe in me, regular farmhouse trials and tribulations for a moment, despite everything, I've still got a few conspiracy theorists sniffing around me farm on account of that now internationally known real-life conspiracy, the Cabbage Circle cover-up at Two Medicine Farm. Me con man relative Skip now was making cash out of it, but this week I've done the right thing. Yep, reclaim me field. It's time to plant again. And me precious little plants are strictly off-limits to everyone except me and me farmers. The biggest issue this week was not only posting around 30 no trespassing signs and putting up another mile of barbed wire, but drafting in help to do the job. Yep, it's closer to conscription round here. Ding Dang's extended family make up for most of the recruits. <laughs> they show up wearing the standard Dang uniform too. Yeah, mostly with last night's supper stains down the front of a t-shirt with more holes than your average calendar, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, well, more likely actually... <laughs> It's a month's worth of supper stains. Actually, they only get washed if the owner gets so drunk that he falls into the nearby creek. Then there's those jean shorts. Yeah, they were cut off from a 20-year-old pair of jeans previously borrowed from the thrift store. And add to that, if we're lucky, they've even got something on their feet. But there's never any guarantee. No, with barefooted farmhands, it was looking more like a rice paddy field than a cabbage planting session. <laughs> Add to that, there's no order. For me, it's close to Odin. Yep, or, <laughs> or I have to do a roundup more like, yep, seems close to weaker, doesn't it? Maybe not such a bad idea after all, though. Mm. Well, anyway, let's just say they're a bit of a flock of dirty sheep, to say the least, and they're definitely in need of a seriously deep dipping. <laughs> I was just hoping they didn't infect me baby collards and kale. You know, they're vulnerable to a bunch of diseases at this stage in their new lives. Either way, though, most of the dangs arrive broke on day one, which means they start out sober and get to work, which is after battle. I try to get everything done in one day. See, I end up paying them cash after the job's done, and then, in true dang fashion, it's off to me rapper buddy Shana Condepinde's sea store to top up on supplies. Yep, that's cases of beer, 
and cigarettes. <laughs> yep, and they never show up again. Well, until they're broke again. Oh, well, well, that's sort of like two days later. Yep, a day off, and then they're back with me. Yep, groggy and looking worse than ever. On the other hand, it's all part of the drama of living in the backwoods rural community, I'm told. <laughs> yep, I'm told. I mean, by now, I already know the strict limitations of this place. <laughs> Whilst on the subject, though, of uh, complete disasters, the sale of the nearby farm to Georgia Peanut Farmer, yep, Peter the Peanut Guy, who reckons he has the cleanest nuts in Georgia, and now he's got his organically grown nuts growing here in Florida. <laughs> and what he calls Ice Boy Nuts Ranch. Yeah, it's just the right name to conjure up even more conspiracies, though. You know, this week our spying and prying neighbour, old Rush, has told me that Peter doesn't bother with the locals at all. Oh no, all his labour comes over the border. Dear, one of me neighbours' favourite subjects, that is, you know, the porous southern border. Mm. Rush has had his new super-powerful binoculars trained on Ice Boy Ranch since the moment he discovered the peanut farmer is a former CIA guy. <laughs> anyway, now I can see why Peter's roads are so straight. Mm. I've got a whole different set of rules with planting here. See, the Ding Dang clan are mostly cross-eyed and with beer in the mix... Oh, I don't stand a chance, do I? <laughs> oh, well, maybe I should give up on the old Two Medicine Farm name and rename it Zigzag Ranch instead. <laughs> Add to that, at least Peter the Peanut Guy can take credit for a bunch of genuine aliens on his farm. <laughs> Not quite the kind the conspiracy folks had in mind, but aliens all the same. Oh dear, now there's a thought. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of casual labour, planting and mailboxes, I read this really disturbing article a few days back about how, in Australia, non-native foxes and feral cats kill over 2.6 billion animals a year. Yep, a huge number of them are native Australian species and many have become extinct as a result. The foxes were introduced in the 19th century for sport hunting, you know, of course, and the cats were pets originally and they, well, bred like cats in the wild and the feral cats breed with the pet cats too, so now they've got over 6 million cats. Yeah, quite a lot of cats <laughs> and nearly 2 million foxes to go with them. Anyway, don't ask me who counted them though. But of course brings me well rapidly to something that's not only an invasive species but it's also nearing extinction too yep naturally or even unnaturally i've got me almost antique 95 year old mother living here right on the farm <laughs> on the other hand nan's best gambling drinking buddy that's Tashiko Suzuki. She's my daughter, brother, black sheep, the family, Nelson, that's boy from Beverly Hills, sex with his highness, no one under three old grandmother. Yep, another long lasting specimen. Anyway, as you know, they both love to smoke, drink, and gamble. Yep, considering their aged status, I'd say that's absolute proof you can never call any of those things voices. No. You know, I think they're so pickled, nothing will ever harm the old crows. <laughs> This week, though, Nan is all fired up for the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, she just loves online betting and she's got bets on her favourites, as usual. <laughs> Add to that, she even asked me if I'd check with me pet, P. 
pig. Old Bill to see if he had the inside grunt on the favourites. See, Bill's usually on top form with the horses. Yep, he spends most of his days hanging out with me pet horse, the old nag. (laughs) So maybe he knows something we don't. Either way, he's a lucky hog, having already dodged the infamous three lightning strikes test. (laughs) I just hope he picks a winner, though. After all, the old crow is far worse than lightning when she gets angry. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, Stop by and say hi. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre moaning old mother and uh, proclivities, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. That's that. They're the weirdest ones. Always arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in bed. This time, though, I'd settled down in my farm office again. Yeah, I decided it's me final and only refuge around here. Once I drifted off into a peaceful sleep again, I went straight into an evil nightmare, though. Yep, you know, it was just after picking one of the biggest ticks I'd ever seen off me farm dog young Clay's back. (laughs) I was just standing there, getting ready to do the right thing and squash the tick when it started to grow even larger. (laughs) First the size of me hand, then in no time it was bigger than me and finally larger than me farmhouse. All gut with the tiniest of legs up front. Oh dear, it was creeping towards me slowly. Of course, there's no easy way of handling this monster. If I'd squashed this one, I'd have probably drowned. Well, that was until the monster tick spoke. Ned, could you go out and fetch me two dozen donuts? It was a horrid looking bloodsucker all right. But when I woke, suddenly something similar was blocking me office door. Yep, the YFLC's running low on donuts again. Oh dear, well I did say the largest tick I'd ever seen. <laughs> the upside, she was asking for donuts and not blood. Well, not first anyway. <laughs> Until, you know, of course, I told her I wasn't going to drive anywhere. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, and still on the subject of bad dreams, me scruffy farmhand Ding Dang spent the week drinking more than usual. His excuse was the heat, yep. Well, it was overnight outside. But with him, it's never water. It's always his best buddy, Bud. You know, after a couple of hours, he's asleep on the job anyway. <laughs> but despite the drama of acting stupid when he already is, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. These folks don't know which way is up. (laughs) Oh dear, I don't really even think that's a southern quote, but he reckons that a few of his family members are so stupid they didn't realise that the roots of my plants are supposed to go in the ground with the leaves pointing up to the sky. And believe me, that's a serious oh dear. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. 
So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up I've got Ned's sagacious moment for you. I might not be a serious old sage, but you know I've got time to think and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my lovely listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the concept of a cliché, or what I'd call an interesting debate. Yeah, you'll all, you'll know the old adage, you know, sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, eh? Well, when you break it down, some folks will say that sarcasm is often cruel or hurtful. But when you think of it, more generally, the roots of true comedy are far from kind. Did you ever laugh when you watched a perfect stranger trip up and fall flat on his face? Of course you did, yeah. He didn't find it funny at all, but it was hilarious for you and everyone else watching, wasn't it? Well, comedy like sarcasm has its roots in everything that's funny to us, not necessarily the subject of the comedy. So, in it time, we relaxed a bit, you know, took what's funny as purely fun or simple parody and stopped tightening the belts on genuine humour before we all have to walk round with blinkers over our eyes and duct tape over our mouths. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and you just swinger old Fred's home is still the oddest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called, do you know Fred, sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> it's the same thing every week though, you know, bring a bottle, bring your wife or girlfriend a potluck dish for the old buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers, that's his potluck experience and old Lonnie eats his way through all that free food. Which, apparently this week, included one of his absolute favourites, yeah, Roadkill Surprise. Oh dear. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to find some pretty nasty stuff inside that recipe. Apparently I heard some of it actually smells of rubber. Yeah, yeah, it's still got the tyre skid marks all over it. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the Cops and Robbers Party. Oh dear. Yep. Fred hopes to attract a more interesting bunch of swingers, and this week Fred was overrun with them. Yeah, unfortunately the cops didn't make it though. <laughs> yep, they're probably off duty, weren't they? But the robbers did. Fred reckons they made off with a bunch of his stuff. <laughs> After all, he invited them. Difficult to explain that one to law enforcement, eh? <laughs> I'd already headed home though, pretty fast too, so I didn't get to see the proceedings or the losses. Oh dear. <laughs> Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old mother, old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers another of our long-lost relatives, yet yeah, perhaps long-lost for very good reason, I'd say. We've got far too many hideous relatives out there. Anyway, it was a memory about me uncle, Bob, the brickmaker, Death. Yep, with a name like Death, you can already see disaster on the horizon, but on that, on the other hand, you know, the horizon is fairly straight by comparison. Well, from a distance anyway, 
Oh dear, see death's old nan's maiden name. They say de aft to make it sound better, but I always call them the deaths. It makes it nice and clear and up front. So back to Uncle Bob the Brickmaker Death, another heavy drinker. He was a brickmaker of the old school, making handmade bricks in a small English town, but with alcoholically or vision, of course, yeah. <laughs> You ended up with bricks that were, let's say, um, well, more like a parallelogram than your average regular rectangle. <laughs> New houses and walls had the feel of pizza. Yep, the leaning tower, that is. <laughs> time went on and the town had a highly distinctive feel by the time they used up his bricks until someone decided to build a six-storey house right next to Bob's old brickworks. Yep, and on a windy winter day, the whole place collapsed and crushed Bob's workshop. You know, it was six weeks before they found him underneath about ten tons of his wonky bricks. <laughs> oh dear, another dubious death to cross off the endless list. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of Road books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, well I end up with just one book this time and it's called The Perfect Collection of Insulting Remarks by Put'em Down Junior. <laughs> you know I can't decide if it's a joke book or a reference book. Either way there's some real gems tucked away in here. It's got a handy reference guide to pick an insult to suit an occasion. And by the way, Do You Come Here Often is not in the book. <laughs> It's far more direct. I mean, let me give you a couple of examples at random, you know. Do you really think that tie goes well with that shirt? <laughs> See, it's a yes or no answer, isn't it? So, if it's a yes, you just say, I never knew you were colourblind. <laughs> if it's a no, you just say, when were you last brainwashed? <laughs> a poor purchase is, you know, much the same. Oh dear, well... Did you really actually buy that? Yeah, another yes or no answer. Yes is, well, great. You know, I've got four cans of fresh air for sale. Are you interested as they're a real bargain? You know, you've got a sucker right there on your hands, haven't you? If it's a no, you just say, I never knew you were a shoplifter until now. <laughs> You know, that's just a couple, and I must admit this book has a breath of fresh air about it, and I didn't have to pay for it either before you ask. But I'm sure you already know what I'm doing with it. Yeah, I'm ordering the pocket-sized version, yeah, so I can take it with me everywhere I go. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. 
I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yeah, the anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Kenya, and you'll be glad to hear it's not another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one. Oh no, we're looking at some of the odd customs around the world over the next few weeks. So back to the Maasai in Kenya. Yeah, they've got a great way of greeting you when they first meet you. Yeah, they spit as a way of saying hello. <laughs> Yep. They even spit on their hands before shaking hands with an elder too. Oh dear, no comment. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm and his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message well actually i better warn you up front it's not exactly nigel this week oh dear you have messages well hello that surprise surprise this is yardly ponce nigel's actual brother again and of course i'm calling you from england poor old nigel is still suffering from gout yes the red wine port and sherry have knocked the poor old bug of six. Yes, he's flat on his back with one leg in the air and he can't get to the phone. Poor darling. Anyway, your brother Buck said he was going to scoot over and give Nigel an update. It does sound absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, Ned, can you give me a call back and tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue. All I want to know is whether he Five days ago, and he hasn't scooted yet. But then again, perhaps I've got completely the wrong end of the stick. I often do. So, perhaps you call me back, Ned, and let us know. Thank you so much, darling. Goodbye for now. You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail there. It's if I actually know some other thespian who sounds just like him. <laughs> anyway, let me translate a few Yardley. This time Buck says he was going to scoot over. Of course, lad, Yardley, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, it's a weird expression in a way, but totally different from what you'd imagine. See, normally scoot over means like move to one side or make a bit of roommate, you know, but... Buck's using it in the context of a visit. Hmm. By the way, Buck has a way of breaking promises. Add to that, his actions are always hindered by just how much vodka he puts away on a particular day. And that means you might not see him for weeks after. Either way, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Yardley. And of course, give our best wishes to Nigel. Believe me, I come from a family of heavy drinkers, so I know just how trying it can be. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me and contemplative commentating neighbour Russia's stone Jackson Farm again this week to listen to a lot of hot air and gas. Yep, he's the guy. About the same size carbon footprint as your average coal mine. Add to that, it's all in snippet-sized instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> This week, Rush is finally leaving bucket lists behind and returning to his little feature on me show. That's Rush Recalls, where he's not just talking about his private hopes for the Democrats, he's looking back at past events. This time, he told me how he remembered when, in May 1978, postage stamps went up from 13 to 15 cents. Yep, not exactly yesterday, Rush. He says it was because they had a Democrat in the White House. Oh dear. You hadn't really thought that one out, had you? After all, they've increased by 300% since then and through a bunch of different administrations too. But I wasn't in the mood for another crazy debate with him. Also, the faulty mail service is far from a good subject here on the farm this week. Oh well, added to that, Rush usually doesn't manage to say much more before he excuses himself again with that standard statement. That's right. Great, it's a great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush has always gotta go and flush. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice Jones was in a happy mood when I visited this week, but this time me visit arrived with a bit of a disturbing moment. No, she's not moving, no. It's just when I reached the time when I really believed that I put the old alien thing to bed once and for all. I discovered that once a month, Alice is going to this event up the road where a bunch of folks from around the world stare into space and look for alien visitors. Oh dear. (laughs) They even shine a bunch of lasers into the sky to show them exactly where to land to. (laughs) The guy who hosts the event is called Melvin Hogwash and he reckons he sees them a lot better after taking SD. <laughs> so I'd say he doesn't really need to look to the sky to start seeing things at all, does he? Hmm. He can even see things like that with his eyes closed and laying on his gut. <laughs> on the other hand, Alice reminded me how we should all take more notes, the wonders of nature, and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Male hackled orb weaver spiders do a runner after mating. Hmm. Yep, they mate and then leap out the web quick. See, the females don't have venom to finish them off. No, but it's a fate. Worse than a quick death, though. Yeah, oh yes, they mummify the males in a tight package of fresh silk. It's so tight, they're immobilised and are basically just crushed into a suffocating death. (laughs) Yep, no wonder they get the hell out of there in a hurry, and believe me when I say this, I know just how they must feel. Yep, it's just like getting a hug from the wife. I'm glad she's shorter than me, though, or I'd suffocate on impact, too. (laughs) Anyway, 
As always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, i got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, I've decided to mention just two callers this week. And first up, I got a call from Arthur in Arkansas. He called me to chat about this really interesting story. Apparently, a narwhal is living with a bunch of beluga whales. Yep, he's been buddies with them for years and now he's grown into a sexually mature male. So there's a good chance he can mate with a female beluga and the outcome will be a creature called a narluger. Oh, oh dear. Well, that reminds me of one of my old dog jokes, doesn't it? Yep. You know, a cross between a St. Bernard, a poodle and a Shih Tzu. Yep. A Saint Shit Noodle. <laughs> my second caller, though, Belinda in Boston, called to tell me about how she read an article on how psychedelic drugs are now the future cure for mental illness. <laughs> they reckon one in six Europeans has some kind of mental disorder and now the old-style mind-altering drugs might just alter these otherwise disturbed minds. Ooh. Yep, or make it worse, maybe, I'd say. Yeah, it all sounds already dangerous. Either way, <laughs> there's a bright side. Yep, that means me fan man Ding Dang could be sane after all. Well, at least he's been working at it for years. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% is lining up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I did say odd, didn't I? Well... Give me agent credit for being right on topic with this one. Anyway, here goes. Here at Pseudo Psychedelics Inc., doing business as Off Your Face Enterprises, we've definitely got the cheapest and most effective way of getting that lift you need today. Just go to our website now and get off your face in seconds.net. And find our latest offerings. We've got our unique range of super pseudo psychedelics at bargain prices. That's right, we keep it real here. And you can have them shipped right to your door in plain wrapping with our special labelling. Yeah, urgent essential vitamins. Yeah, But wait, that's not all. Our national sales manager, LSD Jones Jr., has a special offer and just for Ned Nut Show listeners. Yeah, with every purchase this week only, he'll throw in a free blank face Rubik Cube. Yeah, you can dream up the colours all by yourself later. Yeah. So if you weren't paranoid before, you soon will be. And you can't be do like that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto. Get off your face in seconds or go call your regular doctor today. <laughs> you know, I wasn't really expecting that one at all. 
I'll have to stop sending me agent 50% me plans for every show up front. Either way, I must say that psychedelics don't interest me at all. But I'd really like to get me hands on a few of those blank face Rubik cubes. Mm, not for me. Nope. I think it's just what my old mother needs at her time of life. And maybe it might even work with a wife. Well, it'll definitely keep her mind off food for a few hours. Now that would be something new for sure. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it. Me show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, fam, as are getting older, some more than others, it's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'll be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.